this was a major breach of trust, and, and I'm really sorry that this happened. But it's clear now that we didn't do enough to prevent these tools from being used. And that goes for fake news, foreign interference in elections, and hate as speech. As well as developers and data privacy. We didn't take a broad enough view of our responsibility. And that was a big mistake. And it was my mistake. And I'm sorry. Trust, particularly within the news media environment, has been at the centre of many conversations, conferences and studies ever since we entered this global era of fake news. Newspapers seem to have experienced a resurgence in recent times as consumers look to print news media for trusted quality journalism. This finding is at the core of News Media Works' Ad Trust study, commissioned by Galaxy Research. First conducted in 2017, the study showed print news media was more highly trusted for content and advertising than any other medium. Social media was the only media type to return a negative trust score. Revisited again this year, AdTrust 2018 found that majority of Australians are more aware of the issues and scandals surrounding social media, particularly Facebook. This is Press Play, the podcast that explores the big issues and trends in the news media industry. Press Play is brought to you by Industry Body News Media Works. In this episode, News Media Works CEO Peter Miller sat down with editorial coordinator Mackenzie Scott to discuss AdTrust 2018, why people are turning their backs on social media and the increasing rate of millennials placing their trust in print. Thanks, Peter, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Very happy. Taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, so just to get started, um, could you please explain who AdTrust is and how it's measured? We did a study in 2016 where we uh, interviewed 260 marketing seniors and they rated trust as a big concern for them and uh, we thought that through and decided last year in 2017 to um, take that question to consumers and find out what they thought about trust. We searched around for a methodology which is an American model um, for net ad trust where you take all the people who say they feel positively and they trust in, in say, advertising and you take all the people who say they they doubt or don't trust in the advertising and create a net trust figure. And we took that to 2,800 Australians on an online survey and uh, they answered a series of questions which enabled us to come to some conclusions about trust. Great. So I'm um, now nine months on from that initial study. Um, were you surprised by the 2018 results at all? No, no. March saw the Cambridge Analytica scandal break and since then there have been a whole series of... Um, of stories about data privacy which have caused people to really press the pause button on their social media feelings and the way they feel about social media, the, the way they behave, the extent to which they use and rely on social media. And one of the big kind of red flags for consumers today is, is around fake news and also what's happening to the data that, about themselves personally. So we're really unsurprised to see that the 2018 results have seen a further uh, well, two, two kinds of trends, really. One is a, a further degradation in uh, trust and faith and confidence and believability of fake media, of fake news and social media. And secondly is that there's a, a, a almost symmetrical rise in the faith and confidence that people have in traditional news media. People are, um, are adult, you know, uh, they're shocked and the positive return to traditional forms of media, particularly newspapers and news websites, isn't surprising because after all that's where the story about Facebook's 
failures have been broken. It's been proper newspapers and proper news media that have carried and run with the stories of the data privacy breaches, the deletion of 500 million, that's right, 500 million fake Facebook accounts. They've only got two billion of them. That's a quarter of them. You know, I think consumers, quite rightly, are just going, wow, there's just so much not to believe. And they're relying now increasingly on traditional forms of media. And that includes both newspapers and news websites. Great. Um, well, why don't we sort of jump into some of the results from yeah. this year's study? So printed newspapers have seen the biggest increase in both content and ad trust scores. So that's an increase of 13% and 10% respectively. Um, why do you think that is? Well, I, as I say, I think that's because it, they've been able to rely on these traditional forms of media. And I think newspapers in particular are like a journal of record. I mean, it's printed, it's real. Uh, news media companies are held to account by the courts. Um, uh, they're held responsible by governments to tell the truth. They are, they, they're prepared to print what they find. They've got journalists and investigative reporters. And, and in the case of regional and community newspapers, the head office is just down the road. And Metropolitan Dailies, I mean, uh, you know, Fairfax and News Corp and Seven West Media all have head, have head offices. They're just down the road. They're not this sort of ghost-like apparition of a giganto corp from overseas that doesn't pay sufficient taxes and doesn't, uh, do, doesn't employ journalists to do proper journalism and investigation. There's just a growing awareness that, um, that, uh, that, and this applies to young people and old, that you're being gamed, if you, that you're an uninformed Australian. If you, if you think that what you're getting in your Facebook news feed is actual news, then you better be taking it with a grain of salt. So that, that explains why uh, people feel more inclined to support the proposition that uh, they trust content in, in newspapers and news websites. And that flows through to advertising. There's a, there's a knock-on effect. People trust the advertising in trusted environments. I mean, I've said before that a great advertising campaign in a dud medium is not going to sell anything because people are just not relying on it. I mean, we've, we've interviewed some of these people sort of, you know, face-to-face -face or... Uh, you know, with an open kind of question scenario and some people just say, are you kidding me? You're even asking that question? Do, do, do I believe in uh, what I read in social media? Of course I don't. On the other hand, if you see a local community paper, you know what's down the road, you know the story about the people in that paper is true because it's happening in your neighbourhood, it's happening in the high street of your regional town and in the case of a national or a metro paper, it's happening in your city and it's happening in your country and these are the places that have always you've always, the consumers have been able to rely on. And that flows through to, to advertising. You know, you see a fantastic campaign for a new car or a new destination or, or, uh, or uh, you know, this year's specials at the supermarket. You just know that that deal, you walk in with that paper, you know that you're going to be, that the, the advertiser's going to stand by that offer. You have no such notion if you're relying on Facebook. Fair enough. Um, so... Community newspapers, as you've said, have seen the most improvement year on year. Yeah. Um, so overall jumping around 20%. What do you think community newspapers have that other mediums just can't compete with? Do you know, I think it's comfort. I think it's, it's you know, I've heard, you know, a lot of people watch cooking shows because it's sort of comfort television. It's reassuring. Um, it's rewarding. It's about your neighbourhood. 
it's the next thing on from family. And uh, I think uh, we live in a world of where there are dark swirling clouds around the economy, around politics, around confidence in institutions, around trust in media. I think that uh, the most reassuring thing you can do is sit down and read you know, your local community paper. So I think that's the kind of why community papers kind of work with consumers. And you know, they're good value propositions apart from anything else. Many of them are free. If they're not free, they're a great deal. And uh, you know, um, they're, they're well-designed papers. They're, they don't stand still. Many of them have got an online expression of the brand. You know, we're all brand people, we're all marketers. We're talking about news brands here and we're talking about community brands and regional brands and news brands. And that's what consumers are coming back to. They're coming back to a reliance on trustworthy brands. So trust in news websites has risen, um, while non-news websites have seen a significant decline in trust to the point where they have a total negative ad trust rating. Is there a correlation there? I think so. I think that, you know, there's a halo effect from trust in content to trust in advertising. A great advertising campaign in a completely dud medium uh, won't, won't produce the results for anybody. You may as well just not bother. And a dud advertising campaign in a great media won't produce the results. It's great advertising in reliable media that people trust. Social media has trashed the run of the web. Um, you know, there's probably perfectly good sites out there. Um, we, we all know them. They're our favourites. Uh, we rely on them for entertainment or we rely on them to interact with our friends. And, um, and uh, they've been trashed by, reputationally by the serial failures of Facebook in particular, uh, which, is a, which is a house that's um, been unruly. It hasn't kept faith with its customers. Papers have to keep faith with their customers. You know, sales go down or readership plummets. People walk away in droves and they can uh, because they've got alternatives. Great. So, um... You've touched on Facebook. Um, Facebook haven't had... Touched on it somewhat heavily. Just, just a little smidge. <laughs> Facebook haven't had the best year. We've had measurement issues. We've had constant changes to the algorithm. We've had Cambridge Analytica. If you haven't heard about that yet, you've been living under a rock. Yes, it has eyeballs following it, but then they're not audited. They're not assessed by any independent uh, research company. There, there are no metrics you could post on, uh, you know, on the parliamentary website and say, you know, this is how many people read Facebook, this is how many people clicked on your ad. This stuff all comes from Facebook. It's, a, it's an international company that plays by its own rules. It's an advertising behemoth, but also there's a lot of bulldust. And, and that's, that applies to both content and the claims they make about market penetration. And I think advertisers are beginning to wake up. And of course, one of our jobs is to help them. And what we help them with are strong arguments in favour of traditional newspapers and news media. On that, if um, you were talking to an advertiser who was considering using social for the next campaign, what would be your advice to them? Oh, I would say definitely use it. I would say you'd be mad not to take advantage of the sales activation capabilities of social media and, uh, frankly, the other digital platforms. But I would be very careful to balance my budget and I'd be thinking about... uh, investing in a, in a multi-channel campaign that recognise the, the reach, impact and, uh, and trust attributes of traditional news media and news websites. In other words, premium news. Um, what there has been has been a kind of a fell rush of dollars to the digital platforms, uh, which has been at the expense of uh, proper news media. And news media have done, I think, a Herculean job 
to sustaining such quality in their in their creative production processes with uh, diminishing advertising dollars. It's been a great achievement, actually. And I don't think newspaper publishing houses like News Corp and Fairfax and Seven West have had enough bloody credit for the way they've sustained these very important public service, this public interest journalism in the face of a flight of advertising dollars to posers like uh, you know Facebook and, and other digital platforms that mark their own homework, make outrageous claims and don't pay enough tax. I think the most interesting finding to me was that millennials aren't trusting social media as much as they were last year and are instead placing their trust in newspapers. What do you think this will mean for the market going forward and how can advertisers best utilise this finding? Uh, you take millennials as being kind of impressionable young people for granted uh, at your peril. Uh, I think they're very well informed. I think last year there was a there was some admissions by Facebook that it was over-claiming on, um, on its advertising delivery. It's been the year of the public apology by Mark Zuckerberg, and I think there'll be more to come. You can always trust an investigative journalist to stick to a story, and it's a feeding frenzy now. You know, they're going to be held to account just like, you know, airlines that fail their customers, just like supermarkets and restaurants that fail their customers, like banks that fail their customers. You know, we live in a naked world where information is king, and millennials are going to be probably now grazing more widely. They are more trusting in traditional forms of media, like like uh, newspapers, and, and to be fair, television and radio. They trust those traditional forms of media more than older people. Why is that? You know, they put their faith in these fantastic modern platforms. They've been let down. You don't get too many second chances. Great. We've t- only touched some of the big findings in the report. You can download the report at newsmediaworks.com.au forward slash adtrust2018. But if I were to give you one last thing to say about the findings, what would you have to say? The fact that, you know, um, there have been issues with social media provides us with a welcome platform to, to bounce back and say, don't put all your money there, have a, have a review, pause and review your media schedule and contemplate uh, the value of news media. Uh, I'd say, if I were an advertiser, I'd say thank you. Uh, thanks for, uh, for documenting what we've been, been, been suspecting. And I'm going to sit down and really press the pause button on everything I've been doing and ask myself what value looks like. Excellent. Thanks for talking to me today, Peter. I really appreciate it. Delighted. Press Play is brought to you by Industry Body News Media Works. Head to newsmediaworks.com.au to check the latest industry news, videos and a range of tools and resources for media and marketing professionals. You can also follow us on Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. This episode was produced by me, Martin Reyes, and the interview conducted by Mackenzie Scott.